Welcome home. I'm John Hernandez, and you have tuned in to the CFA Church Podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. Come on, if you're a multiply person and you believe this is a multiply church, I need to give you, I need you to give Jesus a shout of praise this morning. Let's go, CFA. And by the way, you heard correctly on the announcements earlier, every Monday now, 6 o'clock in the morning, we're going to keep that overflow and the flow of prayer going at the gallery, Concord Online, 6 o'clock prayer. So set your alarms for that. Multiply, multiply. We really believe that God is speaking the greatest year of evangelism that Cabarrus County and Davidson has ever seen. And I want to preach to you from Matthew chapter 14, Matthew chapter 14. So if you'll take your copy of God's word and turn there this morning. And I want to speak to you about the multiply miracle. The multiply miracle, if you rewind just a little bit to uh, November 18th of 2018, Uh, God gave us a word that was giving opens gates, giving opens gates. Uh, Do you you remember that word? Even if you don't, just kind of nod your head to your pastor and make me feel, yeah, pastor, I remember that word. It was life changing. It was, uh, you know, give me one of those nods. So uh, uh, if, if you weren't here, if you're brand new in 2019, I would encourage you to go back, cfachurch.com, and click the Watch Now button. You can access the archives. But even if you heard that message, I would encourage you maybe on your drive to work this week to uh, access that ma- message. And we talked about that we really believe this is nothing new. This has been the, the legacy of this church for over 60 years that we've accessed the flow of heaven. But something happened that morning. Something happened that morning. I believe that we, that we accessed another level of flow. Flow, uh, through that mul- through that miracle offering and the message that I want to give to you this morning and really there's kind of three big parts of it I want to share the biblical foundation for it and then I want to uh, I want to explain what I'm talking about everybody got that kingdom builders booklet when you walked in and and I'll walk you through what that is and then at the end I'm just going to share some amazing stories of what God is up to oh yeah and in the middle of it I'm going to announce uh give you an announcement and this is a game changer Sunday uh for CFA I just got to tell you that this is a game changer morning so Matthew chapter 14 as soon as Jesus heard the news what news He just received the news that his cousin, uh, John the Baptist, had been killed. So as soon as he received that news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. And Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them. And he healed their sick. And that evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place And it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages to buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, that isn't necessary. Jesus said, you feed them. Turn to the person on your right and tell them you feed them. Turn to the person on your left and say, you feed them. Some of the moms are like, I do every single day of my life. (laughs) Do you notice the difference? 
My goodness, I'm not even into this. And the, the Spirit of the Lord is heavy this morning, y'all. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Do you notice the difference between the disciples' reaction and Jesus' reaction? Because when people come in need, the disciples said, that's their problem. Jesus says, it's your problem. And I got to tell you, CFA, it's our problem. It's our problem that a woman walked into an abortion clinic in Charlotte yesterday and chose to an abort. That's our problem. That's not her problem. It's our problem that somebody this morning woke up and nine years old had food insecurity and doesn't know where he's going to get lunch. That's our problem. It's our problem, church, that somebody is struggling with sexual identity in the house this morning. It's all of our problem. See, the religious crowd says go away go find help somebody else go find a government line the church of Jesus Christ rises up and said that's not your problem it's our problem and we're not gonna go anywhere until we solve this problem collectively say it's my problem it's our problem church do you see where the heart of this begins? It said Jesus has compassion. That's what God has been doing to all of our hearts collectively through this 21 days of prayer is he has been breaking our hearts for people who may not look like us or act like us or talk like us. He's breaking our hearts for the lost because that's where ministry starts. I feel like kind of in some ways I was deceived for 21 years because I feel like person after person told me ministry begins with a vision and I don't feel like that's right I don't think that ministry begins with a vision I think that ministry begins with a burden I begin feel like ministry begins like you start to feel people's hurt and feel people's pain and you begin to see Jesus this was one this was not a good season for Jesus Jesus was walking through something personally and yet he allowed it to develop compassion within him. I'm getting ahead of myself, so let me start throwing up these points here. The first thing that, that I want you to, to jot down if you're taking notes is some of your greatest ministry might come on the heels of your greatest pain. Many people are here this morning, you're saying, Pastor, I'm hurting. I've lost someone in my life. The company, the rumors around the company, everybody's talking about this great economy, but my, my company's downsizing. Uh, Pastor, I'm trying to get, I'm a junior in high school, and I'm trying to get into college, and I got, I got my last English test behind me that wasn't so great, and my SATs before me, and a lot of you are just in situations that are not ideal, but here's what God wants you to know this morning, don't waste your pain. Don't waste your pain. Do you see what Jesus did? Jesus allowed one of the worst situations that he was going through personally, and it allowed him to birth a ministry out of his pain. Do you know that some of the most powerful ministry that will ever go across this planet is out of your pain that Beth Moore was abused, that Christine Kane was abused, and now they travel the globe prophetically speaking. See, some of you, and I heard for you, and I want your miracle alongside of you, but somebody, God right now, and I feel like it's happening in the spirit that God right now is birthing a ministry in the house, and it's out of your pain, but out of your pain, you're going to have compassion, and you're going to step in and you're going to make a difference because this is our problem. It's our problem. Let's go back to the, to the text, verse 17, but we, we only have disciples. 
the disciples say, but we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Um, because our human response, when Jesus calls us to faith, our human response is often to not look at faith, but to look at our lack. Oftentimes our human response is, but God, I don't have enough. I don't have the degree. I don't have the finances. I don't have my miracle yet. How can I minister when I don't have my miracle? But again, it's out of, see the miracle, the miracle's in the house. The miracle's in the house, five loaves and two fishes. That was all Jesus needed for an entire miracle. The ingredients to your miracle are already in your cupboard. They're already there. The miracle's in the house. You don't have to, you're making brunch on a Saturday morning. You don't have to go to Walmart on a Saturday morning. And somebody said amen. Like you don't have to go to the food line. You already got the ingredients. Everything that you need to start that ministry, you already have. Everything that you need to step out in faith and give more this year than you've ever given, you already have. Everything that you need to parent that teenager, you already got it. Everything you need to step into this new season, everything you need for your promotion, it's already inside of you. And so you begin to access by giving. You give out of your lack. You minister out of your lack and then you watch God step in and begin to multiply they had like just a few fish fillet sandwiches don't pretend like that's not some of the greatest seafood you'll ever put in your mouth come on somebody testify about a fillet of fish sandwich with extra tartar sauce I know that's not popular. I know some of you are all keto right now. I know some of you are whole 30 until you're miserable. I get it. I was there last week, but I've been set free and delivered by the power of Jesus Christ, and I might just have a couple. Y'all know those used to be two for two? Back in the day, two for two filet of fish. Jesus doesn't need a whole truckload. He just needs what you got. He'll take whatever you got. Shove somebody next to you. Say, Jesus will take whatever you got. <laughs> Second thing I want you to jot down is that, is that, and I think this is important to say to the church of Jesus Christ in 2019, is that we can never, ever, ever separate spiritual justice from social justice. And here's what I mean by that. Amen. Go ahead. So, so Jesus met tangible, physical, human needs. He absolutely did. And as his church, we need to continue to offer a cup of cold water in Jesus' name and a sandwich. And we need to be at the forefront of digging wells in Africa and providing mosquito netting and malaria medication. We need to be leading the charge. But I want you to notice in this story, Jesus didn't just give them a sandwich. He didn't just give them uh, uh, meeting their, their hu human physical needs through praying for them and, and a miracle. The greatest miracle that happened that day was that Jesus was there. And heaven forbid, at, every, at any of our ministries, at CFA or the people that we partner with, if we ever feed somebody and don't tell them about Jesus because somebody's stomach can be full and they can still be on their way to hell and we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. The greatest thing, see, people, people don't change until they have hope. And if I don't give them Jesus, then they can't have hope. 
and that's the, that's the number one need. And so we've got to do all of these things. And then, and then if you're taking notes, you got to write quick because this is like the longest point I've ever had. And it's two combined. It, so just start writing. Just go, go, go. Put that up, guys. Start writing now. And that's this. If you hold on to what you have, it will remain what you have. Like if you want, so I'll talk a little bit to give you time to write. If you hold on to what, if, and this isn't just financially, this is with anything in, in life. If you want an ever decreasing amount of joy, try to just hold on to the joy that you got. If you want peace to di diminish in your life, just like keep all the peace for yourself. If you want your finances to diminish, try to hold on to that money. But if you want something to increase in your life, if you offer what you have to Jesus, it'll multiply so that everyone, everyone, say everyone, everyone is satisfied and you have more than when you started. That's this multiply miracle that we are in the flow of as a church and as a people. We will not operate in lack, not out of selfishness. We will operate in an overabundance of the flow of God so that he can flow. God is asking the question this morning, how much can I flow through you? What can I flow through? What spiritual gift can I flow through you? What increase can I flow through you? See, here's the dynamics. If you understand the dynamics, the spiritual dynamics of giving... It will, this will change your life. This will change your world. And so first of all, please understand that like when we receive an offering here, you're not given to CFA, you're given through CFA. Like the, the, in another account, when it wasn't 5,000, it was 4,000 this time, and there was a boy with two loaves and, 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 and fishes. Uh, Andrew is the one that brought that boy to Jesus, but the boy didn't give the fish to Andrew. The boy gave the fish to Jesus. You're not giving to me. You're not given to CFA. You're not given to this leadership team. You, every time you give, you are giving it through the vehicle of the church, but it's going to Jesus. And then watch what Jesus, the first thing that Jesus does is he blesses it. He blesses it. So, Pastor Doug, are you saying that if I don't give money to Jesus that I don't have blessing? Yep. Pastor Doug, but the opposite of blessing is curse. Yep. Because <laughs> those aren't my words. Those are the words of Jesus. And you got to read that in Malachi chapter 3. And that's why you need to go back. But you need to go back. So I'm, 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 uh, you're thinking I'm being mean. And that's why you got to go back to that other message. And, and because the tithe isn't ours. It's not ours. We return the tithe. We return the tithe. But then when we operate in above and beyond what you give to Jesus, then it's blessed. Then it's blessed. And then look what Jesus does with it. He offers it to the Father. So what did Jesus do? He took it. He looks up to heaven. He blesses it. And the Father takes it. And the Father returns it multiplied so that all these needs across, so that homelessness is met, so that people with unwanted pregnancy, their needs are met, so that the disabled, their needs are met. And, the, and we end up with more than when we started. It's like... It's like I know all of you uh, did what you should as, as good homeowners or renters or whatever your situation is in Cabarrus County and the, the surrounding areas and in Davidson. And because we've been uh, below freezing, you have disconnected your hose or uh, I'll show you how southern I am. You've disconnected your hose or your hose pipe. 
Some people were like, I don't know what a hose is, a hose pipe. I got you, Pastor. So you disconnected, you disconnected your hose pipe, and then you've wrapped your, your spigot in insulation? No, you didn't do that. I haven't either. I'm just rolling the dice along, <laughs> along with the rest of most of y'all. But you should and, and because I need, I need that spigot out of the back, but I, I don't need just, see, there's flow. There's flow that comes out of there. But I don't need just one source of flow because in the spring, I need to water my tomatoes and I need a hose to fill the dog's water dish. Are you with me? So I need multiple things. So when we give, here's what happens. When you give, you take one of these, it's like a hose splitter, and you insert it into the flow of heaven. And so God now begins to multiply. He says, he says you got water there. You got water for your tomatoes. You got water for your dog. Your kids got water to run their sprinkler system. And I know what you're thinking. You're saying, but Pastor Doug, by the time you get to number four, it's, it's like a diminished return. It's like when you're in the shower and somebody flushes the toilet on you up there, you're thinking the water pressure. And I know that happens in the natural, but what happens in the spiritual is that with each one, it increases and the power of God increases and the flow of God increases. So as you insert this giving mechanism into the flow of heaven, God says, I got enough for everybody. So how are we going to do this? this? This just gets super practical this morning. Super practical. I want to talk to you, if everybody will grab this booklet, I want to talk to you about kingdom builders. Let me give a, a couple of uh, items of explanation. Number one, some of you have been involved in kingdom builders in the past and this was an amazing ministry that Pastor Rick began several years ago, and it, it funded uh, above and beyond um, many, many of the ministries and many things that God wanted to do in this area. And so I want you to kind of look at this as a reimagining, a reimagining or a repurposing of kingdom builders. Um, the other thing, if you'll, if you'll go back to last year, and again, if you're lots of new people, and so if you weren't here last year, usually... Uh, at CFA for 60 years every fall, um, we would have a missions emphasis and then we would take a missions faith promise. And so if you remember, if you were here la last October, we did a missions emphasis, but we didn't take a missions faith promise. Do you remember that? And I said, just keep giving in the missions and I got something new for you in 2019. So here's the difference. Um, if you give online, you'd have a drop down carrot menu and there was about 382 choices, I think from that drop. And you're like, what in the, I didn't even know we had all of these options and, and some of it would give, get confusing. We are moving to to everybody hold up two fingers, two bucket give, giving, two bucket giving. And so one is your tithe, that's your, that's your tithe, that's 10%. And the second is kingdom builders. So you say, Pastor Doug, I thought this was a missions church. We're, we're taking more missions trips and we've been talking more and more about missions. It is. And so guess what we're going to do to support our missionaries, our missionaries. So what we did January 1, 2019 is last, last year, uh, CFA gave about 18% of every dollar that came into missions. Let's give God praise for that because that's, that's glory to God for that. But we were only giving 5% out of the undesignated uh, tithe that came into missions. This year we said, and I understand that it's, this isn't a, a true biblical tithe, but I just felt like, and we felt like as a staff, there's something about giving 10% away and before we even do anything with it for the church. 
And so this year, January 1, we have increased our missions giving. We are going to support our missionaries by giving a tithe of the tithe to missionaries. You say, well, well, pastor, how does that look dollars-wise? Here's how it looks dollar-wise. We are going to be able to increase our giving to our missionaries from $200,000 to $400,000 overnight. Come on, give God praise for that. So here's the cool thing. If you give through CFA, you're giving to missions whether you like it or not. Because we're taking, we're just giving to missions. Now we've got, we've got above and beyond categories, these projects. What could we do for the kingdom of God this year? If this is the greatest year of evangelism, what could we do in the area of global missions, in the area of local church expansion, and in the area of future Christian leaders? If we, could we give a million dollars this year? I think we could. I'm going to answer that for you. Absolutely we can. A thousand giving units at a thousand dollars. We could give a million dollars above and beyond to missions. None of this comes to CFA, just like the miracle offering. We're going to give it away as quickly as we can. And so some of you are like, well, well I can do a thousand. Others of you are like, no way. But some of you can do 2,500. Some of you can do 5,000. Others 10 or, or, or 50 or even more than that. And we'll get to that at the end. But let me tell you about these three categories. So open up to the global missions. Global missions. We want to do, uh, we're believing God to flow 275 thousand dollars over and above supporting our mission areas to global missions missions organizations like one hope it is the goal of one hope to put a copy of god's word in the hand of every child around the globe like how life-changing would that be for every Muslim and every Hindu and every atheist and every, every one of the over 7 billion children or people on this planet, every one of their children to have a copy of the Word of God. We're going to give this stuff away. Convoy, Convoy of Hope, you're familiar with that, but just, just the feeding and the, uh, and the combination of evangelism and, and meeting needs. Priority one, Pastor John and Jess just got back from a, a missions meeting last week, building Bible colleges to train the indigenous people to plant churches. Project Rescue, Speed the Light, BGMC, starting our, our kids off young. And then if you'll, you'll flip to the, to the uh, uh, back there, Future Christian Leaders future Christian leaders. So we want to continue to invest in Southeastern University, both the, the head campus in Lakeland and our community right here in Concord. We see this thing like, God, just keep doubling this thing. Go from 25 to 50 to 100 to, um, let's skip from 100 to 500 and then 500 to 1,000 or something like that. Like, let's just keep taking over because revivals throughout history, revivals have had the most lasting impact where you have the Spirit of God coupled with theological education. And so we want to be involved in that, our 365 missions trips. Grandparents, aunts, uncles, parents, it is our goal that every high school student, every high school student go on an overseas missions trip before he or she graduates high school. Like we want that. Come on, come on, Pastor Justin. He's, they're doing an amazing job leading that. Well, guess what? We want to put dollars toward that. And so qualifying students, qualifying students will get, will get scholarship dollars to go on, on these trips. And, and Chi Alpha, I see some of our Chi Alpha uh, leaders over there. They're changing the world at UNCC. They're changing the world uh, out there in Davidson under Pastor Paul and Nicole's leadership. I mean, we want to continue to invest in this. And then, and then our 
uh, local church expansion. So flip to the local church expansion. Things like, things like Pastor Zach and his team are walking around. Would you pray for us? We need, huh, I don't know if you've tried to purchase property in Davidson lately. They're not exactly giving it away. Um, but we are believing God that he has property for us. We're out of room. I don't, not so, ooh, wow, they're the big church. No, there's just lost people in Davidson. There's lost families in Davidson. There's lost families in Lake Norman and Huntersville and, and Mooresville and that surrounding area that their, their kids need to experience Jesus. And we just need, we need it. So pray with us. Would you pray with us for, to that end? And, and, and then uh, I, got, I got to tell you this too. This is so cool. So in, let me back up. 1994, um, in Phoenix, Arizona, Pastor Tommy Barnett uh, starts getting a heart for inner city Los Angeles. And he sees the wars, dr drugs are ravaging and gang violence and homelessness and poverty and, and human trafficking and all these things. And he's just, his heart's broken because it starts with a burden and he's saying, God, I don't know anything about how to minister to people in inner city Los Angeles. I don't know how to, how to minister to, to people on Skid Row, but he looks out over the city and there's people in LA that are already doing that. But, but they're scattered and they don't, have a, they don't have a covering. And so you got one person over here and they're, they're running a small little uh, a, a food ministry and another person over here and they're trying to, to minister to drug addicts. And Pastor Tommy, God gives Pastor Tommy this vision of a dream center. And he starts bringing these people together and God opens up the door for them to buy Angelus uh, uh, Temple and Angelus, the hospital there. It was a, an old hospital, 400,000 square feet. And so they buy this thing and they start, they start connecting the dots of all what God is doing. And, and since 1994, presidents have been there. George W. called it. He said, this is the model for the faith-based community. Uh, they are literally transforming a city through this dream center. Well, rewind now 60 years the 60 year history of, and legacy of CFA Church and we told this story in the 60th anniversary but the vision of Pastor Tom and Betty and, and people like Sam and Janice Klutz Pastor Libby, Pastor Anise, Pastor Kevin Whidden and Pastor Rick then coming and, and taking it to a whole nother, a whole nother level and, and, and now under the leadership of Pastor Gwen and, and Pastor Steve but I got some pretty cool news to announce CFA is that all of these ministries and all of these things as of two weeks ago now in Cabarrus County we have officially opened the Cabarrus Dream Center in Cabarrus County so you say what, what's the Cabarrus Dream Center think think Gibson Mill or think Lake Norman Antique Center. So you go to Gibson Mill, and what is Gibson Mill? They don't own all the little individual vendors, right? It's a covering for everybody, so I like, I like that table. But I go over here, and I like this lamp, and under one roof, what if under one roof you could go somewhere and get ministry and get food and, get a, and, find, and find a job and find something for your kids? What if, so what if Concord, well, the community at the village across the street, and I didn't announce this to the 915, 
915 service. Uh, so you're up one on the 915 service. Not only are we doing this, and I can't tell you all the people who were involved because we have letters of intent from some people, but they haven't officially got it approved from the board. This is already approved. Y'all, we don't have to put dollars into this because we got a $100,000 grant from Canon to, to do the renovations that we needed for this Dream Center. So under these, under these three categories then, this covering, right? We're covering CFA ministries. CFA, I see some, I see some green t-shirts out there. If you work and serve, if you are a world changer in our corner field market, would you stand and just let us honor you? Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. Thank you. Amazing, amazing. Thank you. So we get to feed 100,000 families a month. But you know, under that roof, some of those families, there may be an unwanted pregnancy. So guess what we have across the hall? It's not a CFA ministry. It's one of our gospel partner ministries, Gate Pregnancy Center. Now, a lot, yeah, absolutely. Let me just be clear, abortion is murder. Let me, let me just, I'm sorry, is that not politically correct? Let me, let me just be clear that I don't care whether it's nine months or nine seconds, that baby is alive and is a child of God. Let me be clear that this is the new genocide and the new holocaust and we must rise up. It would have been a sin to continue with slavery or to continue with Jim Crow laws or to continue with anything that deg degradates or, or devalues human life. And we will stand as a church against anything that devalues human life. Let me also be clear. You know what else is a sin? Overeating. You know what else is? I'll make everybody mad. I just figured I'd make everybody mad this morning. You know what else is a sin? Greed. You know what else is a sin? Failing to steward the environment. So, so all of that is sin. I'm just thankful that sinners are welcome in the house of God. Aren't you thankful for that? And I don't want to be known as what I'm against. I want to be known as what I'm for. I don't want to be the church that's yelling to people from the lifeguard chair. I want to be out there rescuing people. And so by partnering with Gate, these 60 babies were not born somewhere. They were born right here last year. These babies are alive because somebody stepped in and said, that's my problem. That's my problem. That's my problem. And we're going to make a difference and we're going to step into this situation with the hope and the love and the answer and his name is Jesus. This is our problem. But you know what else is our problem? Those mamas that already had the abortion and we got to we got to tell them that that King David took a life and we got to tell them that the apostle Paul took a life and we got to tell them that Moses took a life and and I'm preaching to somebody here this morning that maybe you made the wrong decision years ago because you were hurt and scared and lonely and confused and you didn't have a gay pregnancy center to go to we love you and God forgives you and not only does God forgive you he has an amazing plan for your future 
And so Gate has, Gate has ministry to women who may have made the wrong choice. We want to minister to life, all of life, all of life. Uh, there's, I told you, three categories, uh, community partners. I can't, even, I can't even give you those at this point, but pray. We're just right on the cusp of being able to announce who some of them are. And I don't have the time to go through and tell all the, the stories. And this morning, I want to read you a, a word that Pastor Marvel received on January 22nd. You say, well, uh, Doug, Pastor, Pastor Marvel, she knew about the Dream Center. She, she didn't. We hadn't shared it. We were in... Um, Kind of behind the scenes, Pastor Gwen and her team were working just about around the clock trying to make this happen in our office of, of uh, uh, outreach. And, and so this was five days after our meeting with the Dream Center and two days before it became official. And this is what Pastor Mar Marvel wrote. She said, I saw a massive door covered in red and white starlight mints and they were out of their wrappers and the door was opening and as it opened, the red began to flow, representing the blood of Jesus. And the white poured over the people walking through the door, representing salvation. They were pouring into a large room with a huge amount of people. And then I saw the people being moved to ticket-like booths, set up like a booth or bank teller windows. The people were being sorted into groups. Some were given the word of God. Some were being sent to get deliverance from addiction. Some were worshiping. Some were given budget sheets and groceries. Some were learning in classes. And then I saw files and notes representing records and tracking. And those people that were finding help, they began to leave and go out into the city. And then they would bring back others with them. Some brought one. Some brought a couple. Some brought dozens. And they were bringing them through these massive doors that had red and white starlight mints on it. And the door seemed to be out in the community where it is seen and where people know it is a place of hope. It almost seems like a rescue mission. CFA, we've got to do this. We've got to go after God's lost kids because the world needs Jesus. to see the hurting and the broken and 
Let our lives align with every word you say. And when the nations ache from violence, we will be your blessed peace. And when the headlines scream injustice, may we shout
prayer to you, my Savior. And for my life and for the world, you're the answer, Jesus. If everybody will take out this booklet and turn to the very back page. You say, Pastor, isn't it a little awkward to ask people for money? Nah, not a bit. And here's why, because I'm not asking for me. I'm just asking for lost people, for broken people, for hurting people. And besides, it's all his anyway. It's all, all belongs to God anyway. Let me give you a couple of practical steps, sometimes the tithe, at least to calculate. I'm not saying it's easy to obey all the time, but at least to calculate, we know what a tithe is. It's 10%, but pastor, where do I start with a kingdom builder's pledge? Well, remember, remember, we're not doing missions faith promises. So whatever you gave to missions last year, you're already giving. We're, we're doubling our support to missions. So start there with your monthly missions faith promise from last year. And then, and then some of you gave to kingdom builders. So remember two bucket giving. It's all, you'll see, drop down menu, you'll see CFA tithe, and you'll see kingdom builders. Okay, those two things. So everything over and above goes to kingdom builders for those categories. And then, and then just start to dream and add some faith to that and dream like, God, what would it be like if our family gave 12% of our income. God, what would it be like to give 20%? What would it be like to give 20%? God, what would it be like for our family, for, for us to pull the kids around the table or the grandkids and say, look, we're given, not to brag, but we're given 25% of our income. Like, what would it be like? How much is a lost soul worth that someday God would bless you so much that you could actually live on less than you're giving? Like, wouldn't that be amazing to live on 49% and give away 51% of every dollar that God brings through your business and brings through your through your family. And, and I just want to share a few of these stories, a few of these testimonies from our miracle offering. There was a husband and a wife. The husband was up for a promotion and they gave him the miracle offering. The husband got the promotion and the raise was the exact amount that they had given in the offering. Another one uh, uh, of our CFA uh, families they have a small business, and I had lunch with this individual. They gave $1,000 in the miracle offering through a business deal that looked like it was going bad, and he was going to be out money. God turned that and brought in $10,000 to him, and that same thing has the opportunity of multiplying even more. Another couple uh, asked God for a number, and they both got the same number. They gave in faith. They said it was their biggest single offering they had ever given. Six weeks later, the husband's boss calls him in his office, gives him a bonus for three times the amount that they gave. Another, another businessman that I had lunch with was able to, God had blessed him, and they were able to write a check and give a, a little over $10,000 in the miracle offering. Well, God does things with smaller gifts. He got, does things with bigger gifts, and he closed a business, business deal several weeks later. Uh, that brought in $127,000, and he's just going to give more out of that. And so, it, first of all, it's not necessarily about the amount. It's about everybody together, everybody together. So can we all, let's everybody put their name and their email. Everybody fill this out. Like, what if we all came together and did something? The way I look at this is I'm, I'm giving you, I'm actually giving you a gift. 
It's like I'm a Wall Street insider. Now, I know this is illegal, so I wouldn't do this part. But it's like I'm a Wall Street insider, and I got a tip on a sure thing for an investment portfolio that's not a single stock. So watch this. You say, well, Pastor, I just want to give to one of these things. No, you don't, because you want the spiritual return on all of these things. And if we all give, we'll all, all of these projects will be met, and you'll get the return investment on all of that. So that's pretty cool, right? So, so I feel like I'm giving you this insider gift of this is the best financial investment you could ever make is in the kingdom of God to reach lost people. I just like, like if there's something better out there, I don't know about it. And so I want you to, I'm just going to pray over you and uh, go ahead and jot down that number. You can mark monthly, you can mark yearly, and then tear that off. The ushers will be at the door, but, but just hold that, hold that in your hand, everybody together. Father, we thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus. We thank you that we're believing for multiply. We thank you for the greatest year of evangelism that Cabarrus County and Davidson in this world has ever seen. We thank you that we will continue to access the flow of heaven and that you will get your resources through your channel to reach your lost kids. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Thank you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.